Chief, Dr. Ho is here. That annoying buzz in the intercom was getting worse. He tapped the button. Thanks, Jenny. Chief Paul Hardin, leader of the best team in Border Patrol, guardian of 200 miles of the U.S.-Canada border, grill master of the annual church fish fry, was so out of shape his receptionist could outrun him. He should get with an exercise program soon, lose the belly, build some stamina. He lurched erect and strolled out to reception. Even that left him a bit breathless. Yeah, he was going to have to get cracking on some self-improvement. This Dr. Ho could probably outperform him, too. The wiry little man beside the reception desk smiled and extended a hand. Chief Harden, thank you for seeing me on such short notice. This makes my job much easier. My pleasure, doctor. Coffee? Tea? No, thank you. I just came from lunch. Then let's go back and solve the world's problems. He led the way down the hall to a small conference room adjoining his office. Have a seat, please. Whatever looks comfortable. Of a sofa and three armchairs, the doctor picked the velvet-upholstered shell-back chair. He had a good eye. It was indeed the most comfortable. Chief settled into the Nagahide chair beside him. Dr. Ho leaned back. You know that the doctor in your clinic here, Esther Hansen, is a physician's assistant. Although she performs nearly all the functions of a physician, she must be supervised by a board-licensed physician. That is I. If a question comes up, she calls me. And periodically, I come by to assess her work. Chief nodded. She's mentioned you often, and I might add in positive terms. Glad you came by. I can associate a face with the name. The little man smiled. I'm on my way to the clinic, but I understand you're the person who takes over in emergencies. I'd like to get your views on Esther's work performance. Chief leaned back. How to explain this in terms a civilian would understand? I'm not officially in charge in emergencies. The town has two constables and some volunteer firefighters, and there's no sheriff's substation near. State Patrol's presence is not a large one. Feel free to drive any speed you like. I'm the de facto person in charge during an emergency only because our office is right here. I'm on the scene, if you will. So it's not chain of command, it's geography. Our agencies cooperate splendidly, work together well. I merely coordinate efforts. The man nodded. The explanation must have worked. Chief added, But... That's all just theory. Nothing ever happens around here. Barb, grab me another hemostat. I can't control this bleeding. Esther had the kid's blood inside her rubber gloves as well as outside now. And direct pressure just wasn't doing it. Rob, crank up the oxygen. Way up. He's turning gray. From the doorway, Gavin's mother was clasping her palms to her cheeks and moaning, Oh, God. Sure, she was distraught. Esther could understand that, but she was darn irritating. Here was the bleeder. Barb slapped a stat into Esther's hand, and she forced it down into Gavin's leg, tearing a few minor muscles. The stat clamped down. Barb slapped a second into her hand, but she apparently didn't need it. She watched the sight a few moments and straightened up. Her hunched shoulder muscles ached. Wow. Rob sounded amazed. Nice job, Esther. Thank you. 
I'll stitch the artery, but I don't want to close until we're sure there's no leaks. I'll get sutures. Barb crossed the mini-surgery and started rifling through a drawer. Esther? A familiar voice called from the door. She wheeled. Dr. Ho! Grinning, she hurried over and extended a hand. Withdrew it quickly. It was still in its bloody glove. He crossed to the table, leaned over and peered closely at Gavin's leg. His hands clasped behind his back. Interesting. He peeked under Gavin's eyelid, stood erect, and looked at her. She peeled off her gloves. This is Gavin Hare, Dr. Ho. Rob and Dennis brought him in a couple of minutes ago. Apparently, he was climbing over a barbed wire fence. Not your usual barbed wire or concertina wire.